Hello, fellow other girls. It's Mel, and I want to tell you about the Anchor app. It's free, and it's a super easy way to record, edit, and upload that podcast you've been planning to start. They distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many other places. It's everything you need in just one simple place. So all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. So today is another episode with a a new guest. And my guest today is Victoria King. And Victoria, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, so I live in Guilford County. My husband, Sebastian King, is running for the North Carolina State Senate. And he's the number one uh, state Senate race in the state. It's literally a 50-50 seat. And if he wins and when he wins, uh, we will have the supermajority back and be able to pass great re- legislation, pass a budget, actually be able to get things done in uh, Raleigh. But that's about him, about me. <laughs> so um, I'm the other half of that political couple. I started the blog about year and a half ago and um really trying to document our journey of what it's like running for office uh we got married at the beginning of the year and um just really trying to what it's like having our first year marriage being a political race and now a pandemic and (laughs) it's definitely it's it's been a journey yeah I can imagine (laughs) Um, so yeah, everyone, we interviewed both of them, um, a couple of episodes ago, so you can go back and listen to that and I'll, I'll link it in the description of this episode as well. So people can listen to it. Um, okay. So I have her on today so we can do the weekly recap and we can discuss what's happened this week. And the first thing I want to talk about the biggest thing, the major thing that we all have been whether you're super into politics or not, you have been thinking about this. It's been on the news. It has been in everybody's talking points is the confirmation of Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Victoria, how do you feel about that? Uh, Wow. It's been a wild ride. I mean, not as wild as Justice Kavanaugh's, but um, for sure, (laughs) it's definitely empowering um seeing her and like that's kind of what I look up to as a working woman like I 
to be honest, I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I busted my butt through college to triple major, and I'm not letting that go to waste. And the fact that she has seven kids, two adopted, one with special needs, it just it's what I look up to. Like I want a big family, but I also want to work and I want to adopt. And she's just such a role model. Yeah, I agree. Especially for us conservative women and Christian women. She's Catholic, but Christian, same thing, basically. Yeah, and I'm Catholic um, too. And so oh, like, okay. Yeah. And so it's just, well, I'm newly Catholic. So Sebastian was raised Catholic. And then when I knew it was important for him, for us to get married in the Catholic church. So I did like the whole confirmation process. Like, oh, yeah. So I grew up like, christian because my family never really settled on a church we like would church hop every couple of years to like different denominations and so um yeah so it's just really seeing a strong catholic woman and seeing a strong mother and having like i mean she's the first justice that had school that has school age children when she was confirmed that's just incredible yeah yeah for real she i mean that is one of the the things that stands out about her because all the other female justices didn't have school-age children either and um just so sorry to backtrack a little bit about what you said earlier about her being a role model i think that is probably the biggest thing um about her and i think that is for me at least that's what really um makes her very appealing is that she is all these things that I would one day aspire to be. And you don't see that a lot. You don't see a lot of women who are successful that also have a family that are also devoted to their religion, specifically Christianity that are also, um, you know, in a committed relationship with their husband. You don't see that a lot. So it's just so great to see her doing it all. And I fully believe you can do it all. And she did. She, yeah. Yeah. I also really love that um, she is walking the walk in the sense of like her pro-life stance, even though one thing that I really appreciate she said is, um, I'm paraphrasing, but she made a comment like, you can't let your religious belief get in the way of making decisions based off the constitution, which I absolutely love. Um, But we do know she is pro-life. And I love that she is, she adopted twice and she has a special needs child. And these are things that um, the left or pro aborts are always like, yeah, well, are you adopting? Yes. Like pro-lifers people, we do want to adopt. That is something that is important to us. But I just love that she's like walking the walk and talking the talk. And definitely, and I don't know, like, I don't think we got into this when Sebastian and I were on the podcast earlier, but his mom was taken advantage of when she was 15, got pregnant with him, um, and everybody in her life said, abort the baby. Like, you're too young, Mm. you don't have the money. Um, She was kind of in and out of foster care as a kid. Uh And, like, literally everything that the left says that every reason to abort him was there, like... Even some, like, Republicans who are pro-life, but it's only on, like, certain circumstances. Like, he doesn't know his biological dad. Um, and, like, she didn't grow up with money. Um, both his grandparents, his grandfather was a night janitor, and his grandmother was a um, 
motel, like a maid at a motel. Okay. And um, her his mom was kicked out of high school because she got pregnant with him. And mm-hmm. so everyone's like, you'll never amount to something. This child will never amount to anything. And it's just really awesome seeing someone that this pro-life and like this is why we want to adopt is like how can we be pro-life and not give the mother an option and that's what's amazing especially for me like um uh, acb's adopted kids are from haiti i've been to haiti i saw what it's like living off two dollars a day in haiti and haiti has a special place in my heart and it's just awesome to see someone with that strength and dedication to the pro-life movement come into this type of role yeah 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 I agree completely and that's also too shout out to Sebastian's mom for you know being so brave and courageous to do that and I'll add on real quick to that so she didn't grow up Catholic but she always knew deep down that she was Catholic and because of that she that's why she kept him she knew oh, that's down. beautiful yeah, and so they, like, she became, like, Catholic when he was, like, in middle school, and, like, then the whole family kind of followed. But, but yeah, like, she knew her whole life that she was meant to be Catholic, like ACB. Aww. That's beautiful. Yeah, and, I mean, that's another thing, too. I think that, um, so this is a Christian conservative podcast, and I do, if you're not Christian, um, you know, I still would like you to listen, but, you know, the target market is Christians. And I think that's something that's um, so important, so beautiful. We raise our children um, to follow Christ, to, we put the Bible and different lessons in that in them. So when times do happen, when, you know, the rubber hits the road, they're able to make decisions based on the Bible or make positive decisions that honor God. And I think that's a very good, a very good example. I love that. That's good. Oh, yes. It's such an incredible story. And like, I mean, he was told he'd never graduate high school because his mom did it. And he graduated high school, worked his way through college, graduated college and now running for the state Senate. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Whoever told him that you guys should send that person an invitation to um, his inauguration. Oh, that would be so nice. Definitely. uh. That would be so nice. I, oh man, I love stories like that. I love when people prove, quote unquote, their haters wrong. I love it. Oh, definitely. And like, that's, I I think what motivates him is like, he's been told his whole life he couldn't. And he's like, well, watch me now. Yeah. And also too, this is just another perfect example of how the lies that the left people who are pro-abortion, that they tell people, oh, well, if you, you're not going to be able to be successful, your children are going to come out X, Y, and Z. And this just flips, that's a lie. Like Sebastian is proof that you can still be successful. Sebastian's mom is proof that you can still live a fulfilling life. Like this is just all, these are the stories that they don't want to hear about. These are the stories that they don't want um, shown because it just, it hits, it flips their narrative. They, it's not what they want to hear. Yeah. And I'll give you something else that's interesting is that she was not on, she did not qualify for Medicaid before she was pregnant with him. She gets pregnant with him, qualifies for Medicaid. And then when she has the baby, him, he was the one that was on Medicaid. She didn't have Medicaid. So even like the government acknowledges that 
the child in the womb is actually a child. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. That is very interesting because they're not, once again, they won't mention those inconsistencies. And I mean, when we were talking about a couple episodes back, uh, Carolina and I were talking about the Shanann Watts story. It was interesting that um, her husband was charged with um, four, one, two, three, four more, four murders, um, even though because she was pregnant. Yeah. And it's interesting that the government will say that, but they won't say, um, you know, they won't recognize they'll allow for abortion. So yeah, it's just, because, it's very interesting. Yeah, so many inconsistencies. If you kill a pregnant woman, it's two murders you get charged for. But if the mother doesn't want the kid, then it's not considered murder. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So yeah, so I'm really excited um, for ACB as a Supreme Court justice. I love everything about her. I love how she graduated top of her class and how she, another thing I think that is great, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the other Supreme Justice, Supreme Court justices have done this as well, but I love how she's taught the law because I feel like if you had to teach the law, that means you had to really understand it. So I think she's bringing a very good perspective, and I'm sure the other justices have done the similar thing too. She's bringing a very good perspective um, to the to the bench. So I think that's really important, yeah. and I think it's also very fascinating. Um, so those of you that are listening, you guys know that I am in DC right now, so I'm doing all these things. I was doing different things to help her get um, confirmed and whatnot, and just talking to various people and. Um, my Instagram now is filled with um, people's opinions and <laughs> people in my DMs and whatnot. Um, anywho, they, um, I think it's just very interesting that these people who are so pro-woman, pro-feminism, pro-this, blah, 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 they absolutely hate her. They absolutely hate her. They hate that she has this role, the whole handmaid's thing is just ridiculous to me. So crazy. Yeah, I find it interesting. So when RBJ passed away, I I got her um, biography, The Notorious RBG, and oh. listen. And I actually listened to it through Audible. Hashtag Audible, awesome. Um, <laughs> but what I find really interesting, the more I learn about ACB, the more she is just her and rbg are just two peas in the pod like she was off of her class rbg was top of her class didn't acb meet her husband at law school i'm pretty sure yeah yeah that's where rbg met her husband was at law school and um she was really she didn't want roe v wade she thought it was moving too quickly and i what i find interesting is that people don't talk about the history of roe v wade do you mal do you know why roe v wade happened um you can explain it really quick for everybody so why this was such a big deal and why they believed abortions were needed is in the 70s if a woman was working and got pregnant then the employer had the right to fire her and would not rehire her because she was a mother. It's kind of similar to what happened with Elizabeth Warren, is that if you got pregnant, you essentially couldn't work anymore. Well, 
that's not the case today. Like you can get like, there's so many more benefits. And that was really the only reason Roe v. Wade happened was so women would have the opportunity, like they could choose between having a family or work essentially, because back then you couldn't. Okay. Interesting. And so it's really interesting that now it wasn't even meant back then as a form of birth control. It was just meant to give the woman the option to work. And I think that's where we have the stigma that you can't have it all because yeah. that president said it set in the seventies with Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Okay. That, that connection does um, make it very, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So then, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. So then can the pro-life movement make the argument that Roe v. Wade's out of date because the whole reason why it came about was so women could work well nowadays if i get pregnant my company will give me paid three months like not vacation but paid three months time off so i yeah. have a baby heal from all that even like i know like my co-work my male co-workers now have time off yeah yeah and you know the other aspect um of that is i think and you know correct me if i'm wrong but i think it also was trying to play into the idea of that men and women are equal so men can bail out of having kids so women should be able to bail out of having kids too i think that played a little bit into it as well because it was part of this whole movement of the um equals rights movement essentially yeah and um yeah i mean I and the other thing that frustrates me and kind of we're going off topic a little bit but I've seen people comment how like Roe v. Wade's going to be overturned and how because ACB's in office but the only way for that to get overturned is it has to someone has to sue to go to the Supreme Court so it's not like everyone's thinking like just because she got sworn in today it's going to be overturned today and it's like no that's not the case at all it's yeah it'd be like a long process because you have to climb up the courts yeah no I agree and the same thing with the um affordable care act and um people think that gay marriage is going is at stake as well and these things aren't obviously specifically for Roe v Wade obviously we want it overturned and that will be fantastic but it's going to take some time it's not going to it's not people are acting like she's going to get in and um and she's going to get in and you know have a a big uh, executive order party and then like you know have cake and sit in her ivory tower but like that's just not the case no not at all and furthermore right now there's what six three conservative justices now yeah if someone was going to overturn roe v wade prior to her being confirmed back with rbj was alive it would still probably get overturned because we had the majority conservative justices have the majority so it's not because she got confirmed that roe v wade's now going to be overturned it could have been overturned a couple years like last year to be honest that that's fair that's fair um that's fair yeah we we could have done it a while ago i think though now, I think part of the reason now people think it is possible is there's going to be things coming up the pipeline. I think I don't know. I don't know too much. Um, 
yeah. I'm not on the in. I'm not all the way in yeah. of the, but I feel like there's going to be some stuff coming up the pipeline. So people think it's going to happen like now. Yeah. And I'm yeah. talking to Sebastian and I think this is what scares people is that all of the justices president Trump has nominated, he's nominated what three now. Yeah. They're all young and they're going to be there for 20 mm-hmm. years. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's scaring people. And that, and I asked Sebastian this last night. So I was wondering, I think the next justice will probably be towards the end of this next term would probably be when another justice is nominated. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, and I think that's what scares people because it's got, it's a young Supreme court. There's going to be people on this court for a good while. Yeah. And that also too, everybody go out and vote because the president is the person who nominates them. And if we um, still have a conservative Republican president, we can get at least that next person can be someone who is going to follow the Constitution and not be progressive and like add stuff or see things that aren't there. Um, and that brings me on to the next topic is the election. Um, it's coming up <laughs> less than a week away. And I just, uh, how yeah, are you feeling? Y'all can't see me, but I'm currently doing the Catholic cross sign right now. <laughs> but it's, it's exciting. Um, we're seeing, in North Carolina at least, um, we're seeing unprecedented numbers of people early voting, which is amazing. And not and, and this is kind of how historically it goes about is that Democrats, majority of them will early vote. Republicans vote on election day. Oh, and okay. We're not seeing that this year. Um, we are seeing, I think we're only down like nine percentage points. Is how really it, yeah which usually and like the dims were hoping to have like a huge blowout that to start with because like essentially your absentee i don't know if you know this so early voting is deemed absentee did you know that oh okay so i did not when, know that yeah so when the absentee results come in that would be the first things that come in when the polls close and so that includes early voting as well as when you ma- mail in your absentee ballot and historically it's always favors democrats because that's who votes um early well we're seeing it now where i mean in sebastian's district i think and you can look this up at like civitas kind of records all this so sebastian's district he's only like there's like seven thousand people difference between democrats republicans and then unaffiliates come in after that and usually it's a huge number because everybody comes in election day. And I think what people are just scared of, I don't know, COVID shutting down the polling place. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, like if you get like, say like, like if you vote, um, if you were in a vote on election day and you get COVID today, you can't vote. And so I think we're seeing a lot of Republicans going, I, I need to cast my vote and I'm going to cast it today. And so that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, we're seeing a lot of straight ticket this year. And so okay. it's going to be a good night for Republicans or a bad night. 
it's you're not gonna have a lot and North Carolina is a battleground state. We're pretty oh for sure. Like yeah, elected President Trump, but also King Roy Cooper. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And um, and we're kind of seeing that trend right now too. Is that um, it looks like we might reelect Governor Cooper as well as elect President Trump, (laughs) and which is crazy. But I want the enforced so bad. Me too. Yeah, but (sighs) it's but we are seeing this year is that there is a lot more straight ticket voting and um which could be a good thing could be a bad thing honestly yeah i well i've been thinking i had this conversation with someone and i said i bet people are voting straight ticket this year because i think people are just so frustrated and everything is so polarized yep and i think that it's going to be a very 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 close election yep and for every for every seat. So for federal, state, president, everything. Yeah, the judges. And, oh, definitely. God. We need judges. Please, <laughs> God, please reelect our conservative judges. Because, like, we can't have these activist judges in North Carolina. Heck, no. I, like, were you, um, were you around when, I think it was 18, when we had the amendments on the ballot? And people voted for voter ID. And the yes, wanted voter ID, but these activist judges are like, "No, we're not going to do this." And I'm like, "Because it's deemed racist." And I'm like, "How the heck is this racist?" I don't understand. I think um, I saw a video about this, and I believe this with my entire heart. I think the idea that requiring someone to have an ID you're assuming that that person doesn't have an ID, and I think that's racist. You need an ID to do everything. Yeah. Why would someone not have an ID? That I, I don't understand that. You need an ID to do literally to go, you know, to go to clubs. You need an ID to get into um to to register for things. You need an ID um sometimes to go to the doctor. Like you need why? To be on Medicaid and Medicare. Yeah. So how is why would... Yeah, so how is it like we're targeting one group or another, like Ever and I, if I recall, I think IDs like you can get a free ID. Yeah, I feel like you can. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know that a license you need to have a car yeah. to get a license, but, I license, but I, you insurance. can. Yeah, but you can get an ID. Like yeah. it, it's not that it, it's not that hard. And especially if they make voter ID law, there's definitely going to be resources to get a free ID. But I, absolutely. But I'll let you know. So I've been working the polls for Sebastian. I can't tell you how many people have come in with their like, oh, like I forgot my ID in the car. And I'm like, oh, no, you don't need that. You're fine. You can go in. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many people we've talked to already that someone went in and voted for them. <gasps> Yeah, and so if that happens, then you can call, um, they will call the Board of Elections and say, like, this isn't right. Like, you have to void this ballot, and they'll void it, and you can go back and vote again. That's crazy. Someone voted for them? Yep. And, like, we've also seen here in, like, Guilford County is that someone uh, did, um, oh, God, what's it called? Uh 
curbside voting and their ballot didn't get cast. And so what you can do to make sure your ballot's safe is you go to NC Voter Lookup and you can look up your name and you can scroll down to the bottom and it'll say absentee. And if you voted early voting or by mail, you can check and it said it'll say something along the lines like your ballot's been received, something like that. That's how okay. You can sorry, check. say that again. NC what? NC Voter Lookup. So, okay. Yeah. All you have to do is just Google and see voter lookup and it'll be like one of the tops. It's actually pretty great because like you're able to see um it'll tell you like what jurisdictions you're in. Um it'll kind of show you like your ballot history too, as well as uh what you're registered, when you registered to vote, um, all this great information. Good. Okay, and I'll leave that link um in the description too for people if they are listening, they wanna do it and i'm assuming it's probably the same thing in other states as well so no idea i would assume so that you know what we are assuming but there are a lot of different things like one of the girls here uh with me she's from texas and to get her so for north carolina to get your absentee ballot you just sign in you put in your um driver's license you gotta prove you're you putting your driver's license social security and then fill it out online they'll bring they'll mail you your ballot your you mail the ballot back you're good um for my friend she lives in texas you have to send them paperwork handwritten has to be mailed special sealed this this, and that and it's it is too much of a hassle um so she's going back to vote in person so i just uh like we're saying it's probably the same in every state but every state i've realized is different it would make more sense for us to be a uniform because we are the United States, but you know. Yeah. Well, can we go back real quick? Did you just say you needed an ID to get your absentee ballot? Yes. Yes, you do. You had to have an ID. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was listening uh the armchair expert with Dax Shepard, his podcast. His Ooh. episode last week had on someone talking about voting. And did you know not every state has early voting? There's I did states. not know that. Yeah. Ten states in the United States does not have early voting. Did you know New York City was until this year, this is their first year having early voting? <gasps> I feel like that's not good. Now, and why states do this and why you're seeing this is because they have a strong majority. They're not like a battleground state like North Carolina is, but they don't want to give the other party any opportunity to win. And that's why you see it in New York because they are a blue state and they don't want to give up their stronghold, essentially. That's crazy. Early, I feel like early voting is important specifically because... Not everybody gets off of work, which I think would be nice if people could get off of work on um, election day. And I remember one year doing the kids vote with my parents and we went after school and we sit in that line for like three hours. And I remember yeah. being so annoyed. So yeah. I can't imagine like at that time, obviously, I was just a kid at school, but like being a full time, like working person having to deal with that. That's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, in North Carolina, at least, like, I don't, it, it just amazes me because I've been, because I work during the week, um, I've been working the polls on the weekends, and they're almost dead, and it's like, how do you not realize that the polls are not open on the weekends? Like, people just don't know. Yeah, there's not, there. I feel like there's not a lot 
Oh, wait, sorry, say that again. Oh, and so, like, people will go, like, after work, they'll miss work to go vote. And I'm like, guys, like, you can vote on the weekends. In North Carolina, <laughs> it's open from 8 to 5. And our last day of early voting is actually this Saturday. So the polls are open, I think, 8 to 5. It might be a little later because it's the last day of early voting. But... I mean, the polls are also open until like 7.30 during the week. So there's no excuse for you not to be able to vote. And we've had yeah. two straight weeks of early voting. Like we started October 15th. Yeah. Yeah. North Carolina, I think it's one of the first states to start early voting, mm-hmm. which is good. I do. I think early voting is good. I think it's great. I've actually never like voted like in person because I've always been out of the state. Really? Um, yeah. So I was looking forward to doing that, but then I had this opportunity, and obviously, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. Um, but um, I think like voting in person is another really big thing that people should do and like make great again, as they say. Yeah. Um, unless, yeah, unless you're like military, you're in school, you're you know doing something. I think like avoiding mail-in voting is your best bet well when i was in college i just registered to vote at my apartment in college and voted there okay yeah person well i I was just gonna say like i uh wanted to vote in north carolina and i did my undergrad in new jersey and i did my graduate in virginia and i wanted to vote in north carolina oh actually you know the two was it a special election I did vote in Virginia because I to be part of the Young Republicans to vote in their um in the the elections for something or another you had to be registered to vote in Virginia. So I did switch my registration to Virginia when I was living in Virginia for a couple months, and then I ended up moving back to Charlotte. And then to work for the RNC, I had to be registered in Charlotte. So I moved, and then also too, I was like I I they need my vote in Charlotte just as much as they needed in Virginia. So I went ahead and um, switched back to Charlotte. Yeah. I've never voted uh, absentee by mail. I've always done early voting. Yeah, I want to go, like, next, and then four years from now, I want to go the day of, too. Like, I want to be there that day. And I want to go in, and I want to do the whole ballot box thing. Hopefully, I'll be more settled in, like, life, and I won't be, well, I say that now, but then I do kind of like traveling all the time and like doing a bunch of stuff. But maybe I can like come home for that day or something, like if I'm traveling. Yeah, well, don't forget you also, you can do it in two years. You don't have to wait four years. That's true. Midterms, as well as I don't know when Charlotte does their city council races, but Greensboro, ours is next year. So believe me, every year there's an election. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) I was thinking for president. I was thinking for president, but you're right. I mean, all elections are important. All elections are important. Definitely. Okay. So last topic. Um, we're gonna talk about something that's a little bit light. We everybody's been talking about the election and ACB. So I wanted to just bring in something that's like a little bit less intense, I guess. Um, Chick-fil-A. Yes. Everyone's favorite God, the Lord's chicken. The Lord's yes. Chicken. Um, Victoria, can you tell us something cool that Chick-fil-A is doing? 
So what they're doing is they're selling a three-pack of their sauces. So I think it's Chick-fil-A sauce, barbecue sauce, and their Polynesian sauce. And they're selling it for Christmas. And the money from 100% of the proceeds will go towards their scholarship fund to help their employees go to college. I love that. Chick-fil-A is, well, first, okay, actually first I'll talk about the scholarship thing and then we'll talk, we'll gush over (laughs) Chick-fil-A. I love that they have the scholarship fund. I love that they really do um, care about their employees. I have friends that have worked at Chick-fil-A's before and they really do like management level really does try to help um, their employees become better people, become better leaders, become better Christians even. Um, and the people that I know that work at Chick-fil-A typically are some of the nicest, kindest, um, humblest people you'll ever meet. Oh, definitely. And I'll give you a little tidbit too, because um, one of my dad's a high school coach and one of his players works at Chick-fil-A. Do you know why uh-huh. they're so efficient at lunchtime? Why? Because if they meet their quota goal, their pay like doubles or triples. Oh. So they have like a block of time. If they meet it, it's like an incentive process is how economics works. We're going to incentivize you to get all these people through the line as quickly as possible. And you get paid extra. (laughs) And that makes sense. That makes sense that um, people work better when they have incentives. Oh, Look at capitalism. Wow. Oh, we love to see market. it. Yes. We love to see it. Wow. I did not know that. And I mean, Chick-fil-A is efficient. Yes. I I would rather pay extra and sit in line for like five seconds at Chick-fil-A than to um, go to McDonald's or sorry, and sit in line at Chick-fil-A for like, you know, 10 minutes and then to go straight up to McDonald's and then they like basically spin in my food and like, here you go. Enjoy. The line at Chick-fil-A could be like 10 times longer as the line at McDonald's and you're pretty much getting out of there at the same time. Yeah. Yes, I know. That's so crazy. Um, And everybody, and they're always so kind. Like I've never had a customer service problem with Chick-fil-A ever. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this thing. It was like um this girl, it was it was a joke. She was she got her Chick-fil-A order and she was like, Oh, I only have she was supposed to have like four nuggets. She was like, I only have three. She's like, Oh, I only have three nuggets. I guess that means God only wanted me to have three. It's my fault, not Chick-fil-A, something like that. And it's like, yeah, oh that's <laughs> well, Sebastian and I went out to dinner like I think it was like last week. And our waitress goes, like, we ordered she and we're like, thank you. She goes, my pleasure. And I go, you must work at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One of my friends, like, every time, like, he works at Chick-fil-A. I think he's been working there for, like, two years now. Literally, anytime you say thank you, it's always my pleasure. Like, there's, he can't turn it off. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. And I always go whenever I go, because um, it is about a 10-minute wait. I always take a book with me. I just roll down the window, and that's my reading time for the day. smart smart but the food is always super good and it's totally 100% worth the wait so what is your favorite chick-fil-a order right now I'm like really ordering a ton is the chicken strips 
Yeah, I, I went through a chicken strip phase too. Yeah, I prior to that it was the spicy chicken phase and Chick Fil A. I don't know if you're listening, but come on, <laughs> let's have spicy chicken strips. If that happens, I mean that would be my order forever. It's spicy <laughs> chicken strips. So I do three count uh, chicken strips with waffle waffle fries, a diet lemonade, no ice, and it comes out to eight dollars exactly. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think you'd be that specific, but cool. That's great. Yeah. Uh, because that's always, that's usually what I just order. <laughs> so it's like, I know now it's like $8 exactly because diet lemonade's a little bit of an upcharge. But it's worth it. But it's worth it. What are you like getting? So I have been going there for breakfast. There is oh. one in Union Station. I've gone there for breakfast, maybe like four times in the past two weeks. And it's really bad because I should be having, I have eggs and I should be having a boiled egg or something. But like one day something happened and we went to Chick-fil-A for breakfast. I think we were in a hurry or something like that. And then like ever since that day, I've been like, I need Chick-fil-A breakfast because I hadn't had Chick-fil-A breakfast in so long. So I have been getting the chicken biscuit and I think the chicken biscuits, first of all, the chicken biscuits are really good and they have more butter than the butter biscuits. Mm. I don't know if anybody realized that. No, I did not. What I do is I eat the chicken first, which is weird. I don't eat it like a biscuit. I eat the chicken (laughs) first um, and then I eat the biscuit by itself because it has more butter and it's so good it's so good now have you oh, tried man, the... oh me too well <laughs> unfortunately you got five minutes for your breakfast <laughs> true um <laughs> have you tried their hash brown bowl yet no i oh, i don't know about this totally. hash brown bowl um so it has chicken eggs hash browns and cheese on top and oh so my if you're gluten free, that's an option for you. But I always dose it with Chick Fil A sauce, which is not healthy whatsoever. But um, I don't know if they still have this drink. It's not like it wasn't an iced coffee. It was like, what was it? They had this like coffee caramel thing that it, it was more like a frappe. Oh. caramel thing oh my god it was so good because back in the day when we would go into work um if we would have like a work uh workshop that morning um they would always bring in chick-fil-a and oh so good but yeah now i'm hungry you go i went there for lunch yesterday should i go back today <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna tell you no um, <laughs> man, okay, that sounds really good. I did not know they had the hash brown, and I Chick Fil A hash browns are my favorite fast food hash browns. Really? Have you? I love. Okay, so I know we're in North Carolina, Bojangles. They're. Bo- I knew you were going to say that. I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, bo bo rounds are like a close second, but Chick Fil A is my favorite. So what we bo rounds are good. So what we do when we get Bojangles and snap good at all we get a sausage biscuit and i go i want the largest thing of bow rounds you can get and double that order so both sebastian (laughs) and i have about like a huge thing of at least 10 to 15 bow rounds instead of the measly like three or four yeah that's a good point they only give you like if you get like the small they only give you like four and that's not enough because they're so good 
I'm like, I would rather have the bow rounds as the main part of my meal over the biscuits. Oh, I agree. I don't, I guess maybe it's the seasoning. I don't know what they do to those bow rounds, but the bow rounds are so good. And addicting. I don't know if you've, um, the last time you went to a biscuit bill, but oh my God. I haven't been in forever. Their fall items are so good. They have, they have added apple butter to their menu and what i love apple butter their apple butter is as good if not better than cracker barrels really yes at biscuitville yes okay okay you can get any biscuit with apple butter on it so i really like the sausage egg and cheese biscuit and they'll put apple butter on it and then it gets better and Sebastian's like a coffee snob. He loves coffee, <laughs> and he loves like, especially like extra sugary coffee. He goes, "This is the best coffee I've ever had." They have a new iced caramel pump, uh, pumpkin caramel latte that is incredible. Okay. So okay, I'm gonna have to try that. I love fresh apple butter. Oh, like that is just. I love fresh apple butter. Now I really want to go to an apple orchard. But they're probably, what is this? Uh, yeah, they're everything's probably picked by now. You think? Yeah. yeah. It's late October. Yeah. It's October 28th. Yeah. It's definitely picked by now. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, yeah. Yeah, whenever you come back to North Carolina, you have to hit up Biscuitville. Okay, I will. There's, I think there's one, like, near my house, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to, I don't remember the last time I went, but I know, like we, I feel like we go on road trips, like Cracker Barrel too. When I was younger, after this, we got to stop. We we should wrap up. But when I was younger, <laughs> we used to always go to Cracker Barrel, like when we would visit my granddaddy. So I thought it was like only on the road. Like I had no idea there was like Cracker Barrels in like towns. So I remember there's one near Carowinds and we were going somewhere and I remember seeing it like, wait a second. There's a Cracker Barrel in Charlotte or like Carowinds is in Charlotte, but like there's a Cracker Barrel like right here in, in the Charlotte area. Cause I just, I thought it was just a road trip place. Like I had no idea there was like them in your own, you could have a Cracker Barrel in your city. <laughs> and I, my mind was so blown. Oh, we have like three or four here in Greensboro. I, uh, we need to go because now they have like alcoholic beverages on their menu like they do okay did not know that it's new and you can get all day everyday brunch essentially wow like when you eat your breakfast you can get your mimosa too (laughs) (laughs) whoa go ahead cracker barrel i always i love their uh catfish and okra like that is my tried their catfish Oh, it's so good. I love their um uh their country fried steak and their country fried chicken. My well, dad always gets that. And their chicken and dumplings. We would always go to uh Cracker Barrel when I was playing junior golf on the weekends. That was always like our night one meal. So I would like carve up the next day and I get their uh chicken and dumplings and their hash brown casserole. 
Oh, I love a good hash brown casserole. I was just about to say the hash brown casserole sounds so good. Okay, we got to stop because we should wrap up and I'm also getting hungry. I need to grab lunch. <laughs> yeah, I know, for real. I'm about to, yeah, I'm going to grab something. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. Just a reminder that we have some really cute merch on the website in the store you can donate to our fund to get pads and tampons for um our local women's shelter it's getting colder outside and we really do want to do our part as christians and as women to help those um least fortunate we don't know the situations while they're there but we can do our part to help um I'm trying to think of anything else to remind everybody subscribe to our email list also subscribe if you listen on apple Podcasts, on spotify wherever you listen subscribe rate and review um and make sure you follow on instagram and be kind to people love jesus vote please vote please vote pray no then vote, vote. <laughs> um I'm trying to think of anything else to tell everyone i think that's it all yeah, right um i'll be real quick I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in 2016 election, uh, right before election happened, my pastor was like, when you like vote, pray over your ballot. Ask God who you want to um, be in power. And no matter what the results are election night, uh, there's a Bible verse that says that no, um, God knows, essentially it's like God knows who our leaders are. He already handpicked them yeah so just trust that whatever happens after election night this is all in god's hands yeah yes i agree no matter who is in office jesus is still king yep but vote pray and vote yes yes all right everyone thank you so much for listening and um listen up the next episode oh i don't usually do this because uh Sometimes I don't know that episode, but I do want to say this. The next episode, because a lot of people have asked, we're, I'm going to be talking to someone about Halloween, whether like Christians should celebrate it or like if you are a Christian, if you're not a Christian, Halloween, scary stuff, blah, blah, blah. So please stay tuned for that. Okay, oh, everybody, oh for God. real. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.